As we were getting back to the boat, I saw the single greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Hello everyone, welcome to the Rooting Around podcast, a podcast where we take a not so deep dive into countries around the world. And today, I'm Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) As always, (laughs) I'm Ed. And today we are talking about Myanmar. Myanmar? 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 Don't know. Myanmar? Myanmar? How do you say hello in Myanmar? In in Burman? Burmese? Oh my god, what is that? Burman. (laughs) Burmese. uh, Minglaba. Minglaba. Mingla bar. I think so. That's how I always Mingle at the bar. Mingle at the bar, yeah. Ah, I love yeah. Kev. Kev does a lot of these like um anglicized foreign <laughs> words, mainly for Russian ones, <laughs> yeah. and they're always fucking brilliant. So Mingle at the bar. It Something actually for David? No, that's, that's for Daniel. That's, that's for Daniel. Daniel. That's for Daniel. Um Sized, sized Vulture. Sized Vulture. What's that mean? S- s- uh, Vulture. Yeah, hello? but that doesn't help. No, it, means, <laughs> it means hello. Oh hello. <laughs> And there were more, but I've forgotten. There was more, but yeah. Anyway. But I don't have any more for, for Burmese. That was the only word I learned how to say. And I was there Enough. for two weeks. <laughs> it's a really hard language. It's like, hello. And they do that same thing they do in Thailand, or I guess all over Southeast Asia, when you hand someone something, they like touch their arm, yeah, the other arm. Elbow. Yeah. What, they hold your elbow? No, their when elbow. You ha- <laughs> no. So... What's this? Not, you hand them something. Say you're paying. Say buying a, pa- a delicious, you know, hilarious energy drink from a local <laughs> shop, which we'll get to. You'd go like that, but then you'd go like you'd give them you'd give them the money, and then if they give you change, they'd they'd, they'd put one arm out with a chain change, and then put the other arm on like the little uh, cove of the ins- elbow. Ins- cove of the elbow. Is that is that a medical term? Do, yeah, I look like is I've it? Got any medical terms? On I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, fair. Oh, well, interesting. Fair. But yeah, back to language. Did you know about this before you went? No, oh, no, it was all, I knew nothing. Um, the language they think is related to Tibetan. Oh, distantly, it's like a language isolate for the region. But the alphabet just completely baffles yeah, me. Yeah, no, it's it thirty looks like characters. The alphabet. It, looks, it, it does. Lo- looks a little bit like the Georgian slash Armenian alphabet, but they're obviously unrelated. Mm. They just happen to be similar squiggles. Beautiful squiggles. Very, they're very beautiful, beautiful squiggles. squiggles. Yeah, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I went there several years ago, pre-COVID, and me and a friend rode motorbikes across the country for a couple of weeks. Why Myanmar? Because one is, one it's two. in a pretty famous region with like Vietnam. Uh, yeah, the, the, like lower traffic, less travelled, cheaper, and when are you going to go there again? Mm. So I was like, well, fuck it, good, good yeah. It's a very intriguing place. And and it's so like, we'll get to it later on. <laughs> My favorite phrase. But you're not allowed to go to parts of the country. Like foreigners are banned from certain parts. So when you mm. plan a route. Why? Why, um, why is that? There's a lot of like guerrilla fighting. Right. And they just don't, not fighting at guerrillas. Um <laughs> Like there's lots of like separatists and warlords and stuff. But especially at the moment with like there was a coup in 2021. Surely it's even harder. Oh, to another go now. coup, yeah, probably. Wasn't there like democratic elections and then the military overthrew the government? And the last three years have been like a well, in, dicta- in mili- military dictatorship. In the sense that even when they had democracy, like the party that the army backed still had the majority. They just let Aung San Suu Kyi have a job, and let her out of house arrest. And she's not that great either. Who's that? Sorry, Ansan Suki. The she was Burmese, um, like freedom and a democracy politician. Oh, cool. And she was under house arrest for decades, and then she was let out, and it was all like, oh my god, she's the best person in the world. And then she's not actually that great. But again, when we talk about the Rohingyas, which I'm sure we will, we'll we'll get we'll, to that later. We'll cover all we'll that. Get to that later. All right. Well, one thing we, we forgot to say, if you like this podcast, then forget oh, to yeah. oh, shit, yeah. Uh, yeah, leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube, like the video if you're on YouTube, and like it's five stars on, on yeah. Spotify. What's your thoughts about Ansung Tsuki? And how do you remember foreign words? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I'd like that. Ed, yes. just give us some stats and numbers. So, general fact, Myanmar, formerly known as Burma. Uh, 676,000 square kilometers, which is 260 Luxembourgs. Pretty big. How many whales is? 
Oh, I should really start doing that, oh. shouldn't I? It's like literally double the effort. I think. Yeah, but like, it's like. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll try to do it for like three times. <laughs> <laughs> Population fifty seven point five million, which is ninety six Luxembourgs. So it's quite like big, but well, it has a big population, but like Luxembourg is way more dense in population. Mm. It was pretty not dense when I was there. Like going to go through the towns is busy. But like in the countryside, nothing. But that's is is a lot of it. Is a lot. Do you know if a lot of the land is livable? A lot of it. So because I know there's like the huge mountains. Yeah, towards the north. So you have like this almost like this gigantic valley. The Irrawaddy is the main river yeah. in in Myanmar, and basically all along that valley, it's a wide flat valley, um, and all along there it's sort of habit like quite habitable. Then as you get into some of the the states in the north and in the east like towards like shan uh it gets really mountainous so it tends to be smaller villages and jungly or yeah a bit jungly i saw some scorpions and that, that kind of scorpions of, yeah some snakes nice saw some guys with ak-47s at roadblocks <laughs> it was fucking sick there's a lot of snakes there there's a lot of cool animals which i have some information on firstly one of my favorite things is that it's got a river dolphin love a river Ooh, dolphin cool. what are they dolphin. doing there <laughs> don't know probably swimming What's it's always fucking? really dark murky water that you just can't see shit in it as well maybe they get lost maybe they've got really good eyes oh very very different assumptions <laughs> <laughs> i think their echolocation's really good you'd hope so yeah <laughs> what's a shit existence so myanmar is myanmar is home to the largest tiger population in the world uh, the largest what sorry tiger. tiger population in the world but loads of other like interesting mammals as well like elephants didn't know they had elephants there. Don't they have like white elephants? Oh shit! That was a story that there were two white elephants given to a prince, Prince Nazim Hamid. <laughs> yeah, I think so. The <laughs> uh, like that's a really niche boxing reference in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. But yeah, the the two white elephants apparently escaped and they're off in the off in the jungle jungle somewhere. In Myanmar? Yeah. Just just chilling? Just chilling. Nice. Just chilling. It's the world's largest teak forest, which covers over 29,000 square miles. How many Luxembourgs is that? Oh, too much. Like, that was too quick. I didn't register the number, and also it was in miles, so we'll have to... So it's got the world's largest teak forest, which is make where up, all make the Make up a number, right? Live. How many miles? 29,000. My brain is fried. I'm not... What's teak? I know it's wood. Isn't it a, like Isn't a it really dark hard, wood? dark wood? I've never seen. I never consciously seen anything made out of teak. I'm sure I have. I, I think it's probably like that picture frame. Is that teak? I don't know. It's <laughs> wood in it. <laughs> you chopping down trees in Myanmar, you bastard! How dare you? So yeah, amazing wildlife. It's like uh, it's got basically the two seasons: hot and, uh, and cold. Hot and cold. No, the hot, dry season, and then mm. the super, super wet. But they also I suppose with the river that is like so flat, like the valley being so flat, it gets it was pretty arid when I was there. In fact we we spent a lot of the first day we were riding, spent about two hours just riding through like sandy riverbeds. Pulling what sweet... part of the country were you in? Um this is on the way from uh Mandalay to Bagan. I'm sure we'll talk about Bagan a bit more later. But um Before we continue, the capital yeah. What, what is it called again? Oh, I, I got I got a pronunciation. I couldn't work out when I was there. Napatau. It's a weird one. Is, is it like built? Well, there's lots of it's reasons. Like Brasilia, Allegedly, so. there's lots of reasons why it was built. Because apparently they say it's built in land to... Because the old capital was Yangon, formerly known as Rangoon, which is in the, in the south, south of the river. When uh, did it change from Rangoon? Oh, I think when they got independence, they changed to what? Yangon. Um, when when was the independence? Sorry, veering off track. Not sure. Nineteen sixties, probably. So. But yeah, they said they moved it to the centre, so it's more like harmonious amongst the various ethnic groups. Um, but they also then said it was because further inland to avoid cyclones and typhoons. And then they also said that Rangon, Yangon was too busy and big. But then they also said that a general just talked to a fortune teller and they decided that was the best place to do it so it's a little bit all of the above tb you know no they're, one really knows they're very co cosmology and yeah believe believe in cosmology and use it to make a lot of decisions in their day-to-day -day lives i think 
So do you think that was part of really? That's yeah, one of yeah. the, allegedly one of the army commanders, the big one of the big big hat brigade. He was really into it. Tarot and all that shit. Oh. Probably not tarot, whatever the British <laughs> equi- equivalent. Of same, same. <laughs> What's your sign, Ed? For the listeners at home, Leo. Oh, what yeah. does that mean? I have no clue. That I was born around this time of year. Not this time. That time. Leo time. Yeah, tell us in the comments what you think about <laughs> cosmology. <laughs> I always yeah, get a little bit. I've got, unsurprisingly, very low opinion of people who like, who like cosmology. <laughs> I gathered. Cosmology. The, the one argument that I can think of is just people are born on different sides of the earth apparently have the same personality traits. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. But that's because not because all, you're born there. It's because, because lu- like, the environment you're born Because luckily the Greek god Zeus gave us... Is that where it all comes from? I guess so. Ordained that everyone would be that, be that way, you know? Yeah. That is that <laughs> fucking crystals. Blows my mind. Yeah. Crystal power. And ley lines. Me and Margot independence in 1948. Oh, I wasn't too oh. far off. No? no? Just 20 years. I've got some national symbols here. Yes. So, the national flag is three horizontal stripes of yellow, green, and red, and a white star in the middle. Yeah, it's a strong... A strong flag. Very strong flag. Yeah. Uh, The national emblem is a white elephant with its trunk raised, surrounded by two chinthe and a royal umbrella. Chinthe? Do you know what that is? No idea. C-H-I-N-T-H-E. No idea. Cool. The national flower (laughs) is the paduak, also known as the Burmese rosewood. National bird is a peacock. Apparently, they're indigenous to to Myanmar. Are they? Oh, like the Indian subcontinent. Yeah. They're such cool birds. I don't, I don't get them. I, don't, I, I love them. They're bizarre, but they're so cool. I didn't see one in the wild, nor did I eat one. No. Did, it, did they eat them? I imagine. Oh, I imagine you would. It's like, a, it's like a, like a lean turkey. Yeah. Like an extravagant lean turkey. <laughs> the feathers are just ridiculous. I like. I've seen. I've seen them in like an enclosure and flicking their feathers out, and it's like taller than you. I used to have really? a really bad phobia of peacocks. I once went to... They're fucking terrifying. I went to Port Marion when I was young, which is up in North Wales. And um, I was staying in a hotel and they had peacocks around. And they were ah! like, yeah, it was all fucking night. <laughs> just scared the shit out of me. They're, they're, they're terrifying. I don't, think, on I, peacock I don't think I've seen a peacock in my life. What? They shake their tails. Where would I have seen one? I don't know, the zoo? I don't think I've... Just a well, band? I have been... You ever been to a country house? They've probably got peacocks knocking around there. Uh, have you seen a picture of a peacock? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, tail- surprisingly, I don't know why, but I know several like media companies, like it can be anything, video to like film, called Peacock somehow. Oh. Probably because of the colours and stuff. Yeah. You know, They're gorgeous gorgeous. colours. Yeah. Anyway. Like, look like eyes. Love peacock. Mm. No. Hated them then. But anyway, (laughs) so that just shows everyone can change. What a lovely story. Uh, The national tree is a Padawak tree uh, or the Myanmar ironwood. The national gemstone, Tom's favorite. Ruby. Jade. Why is that my favorite? Well, you just like stones, don't you? Stones and crystals. I like stoning people. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Um, uh, And the national dress. (laughs) Uh, is the longi a traditional garment worn by both men and women? Yeah, fucking they yeah. do, and they do wear it everywhere. Yeah, I didn't buy. It. I sh- I are b- they like long sarongi looking things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really cool. I had um, a message from Yuta earlier, who's our friend from Thailand, mm-hmm. and she works in Myanmar quite a lot. So I messaged her and I was like, "Oh, have you got any interesting facts and things like that?" So she likes that their car steering wheels are on the right hand side of the car, but they drive. But on they the drive on the. Oh, on the left, yeah. yeah. That's inconvenient. Also, yeah. they fucked How do you bus- overtake people if you're alone in your car? You can't see Poorly. shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cautiously. Uh, so, cautiously, yeah. <laughs> or you go for it completely. On. Yeah. So, yeah, when, when it was a British colony, they drove on the left, like in the UK, until 1970. And then uh, after that, Nguyen, who was a dictator, forced everyone to start driving on the right-hand side in defiance. So that that is literally like the most unsafe traffic. You yeah. Can also, have. like all of the all of the bus stops have been built for the other side of driving. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. And because um, they get most of their cars from India, we still drive on the left side. That's where they all all the cars are right hand drive. Right. Okay. 
Makes sense. Bonkers. Do they have a lot of bikes then to counteract that? Yes. Don't they have a city where you can't have bikes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the That's something this, you told me. Actually. This is the the annoying. Thing. <laughs> We've definitely spoken about this. This is the another anno- episode. This is the annoying thing about when I went to Myanmar. Is me and my friend were like, all right, we'll fly from Bangkok to Yangon, and we'll rent some bikes. We'll buy some cheap bikes, and we'll just hoon around. We got to Yangon, and they banned motorbikes in the city several years prior. Um, for pollution so we were like okay um maybe if we go to the outskirts there's like a zone and we'll find it so we went ended up getting i don't know where we got in the car we went somewhere on the outskirts and then we went down this little like side street and we started talking to this bangladeshi guy who makes garments for h&m <laughs> and yeah, well, in Myanmar. just in some side street in Myanmar. yeah really yeah and he was like or is it like a freelance gig or? Yeah, it just fulfills orders for H&M. So all the stuff you think is made in Bangladesh is actually made in Myanmar, shipped across. Oh my God. Um, and he was like, and I was like, no, it's bullshit, mate. And he like had sacks, opened the sacks up. And it was like H&M t-shirts. So he gave me and my friend one. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then we realized you couldn't get a bike there. So um, we got a bus to Mandalay, which is like a, oh, it's like a 10 hour overnight bus. Mm. And it's the closest I've come to pissing myself in public transport did it not have a toilet i no it didn't have a toilet and it didn't stop for about five hours and i was overhydrated and it was so bad that i was like telling my friends to cover me while i pissed on a blanket <laughs> and then literally as i was about to piss on the blanket this is such like bait the bus pulled in and i was like right i'm gonna go piss on the bus <laughs> <laughs> yeah it came, <laughs> came out of me like yellow cable it was horrible um it's on a blanket. Was that just because it's like it super was, it was, absorbent? Yeah, just absorbent. Was it a blanket That's from H&M? That's a great H&M? idea. Because I don't want to saturate a seat. <laughs> H&M. <laughs> don't want to saturate a seat, do you? No. you got to sit on it. The blanket, you can just take it out and throw it away. Like it's a diaper. Yeah, but how... Like, I suppose if you're really about to piss yourself, it's a fairly big amount of piss, right? There's no yeah, way that blanket can, would have taken yeah, it Yeah, but you can, you, can, um, you can turn the tap off. Yeah, you just relieve the pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. I, if I'm going, like, I, there's no, that's it. There's what, no you can't pelvic floor. You, you do some to, kegels, yeah, mate. You do some kegels. Yeah. I've never had the issue, <laughs> to be fair. It's a skill. Okay. It'll get you far in life. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we, got to, we got, to, got to Mandalay, where they do allow bicycles, motorbikes, and um, we just rented a couple there. And they did were allowed. Sorry, did you rent them? Or? Rented them, yeah. How much was it? <laughs> Ten dollars a day, not much. And was it like easy to do, or like is that because it's yeah. it's not super touristy? So who found, rents we found, them? We found a bloke, an American bloke actually, who rents them, um, and he just had some like cheapy Honda one two five. So we've got a couple of those. Rode around. That's great. It's so fun. It was. It was really fun. But it's always scary when you when you get to a new country and you like get on a motorbike and you do it in the middle of a busy city you're like oh god i hate everything about it and then you get to the countryside and you start to relax yeah start, pull, start pulling sweet skids <laughs> and everything becomes better did you jump it uh i didn't jump it i did some river crossings uh my mate dropped his down uh ravine i think you told <laughs> us about yeah. him dropping that but down yeah. and shout out josh i don't think he knows you do a podcast but anyway um yeah a lot of fun yeah a lot of fun like beautiful mountains Oh, yeah, I, I'd love to just go for the wildlife. I know I keep harping on. I did this thing. There's this, a city like southeast of Mandalay called Began, where they have it's a temple complex. And they have over 2,200 temples. Oh, uh, yeah. And did you go there? Yeah, it was the first oh, night. Oh, it looks so sick. And you're not allowed, you're not allowed to drive petrol vehicles in there mm. unless they're not from began so everyone else was on like little electric scooters and me and my mate just had these like motorbikes and we were it's probably really culturally insensitive we were ripping around sand paths around like temples <laughs> it was the most like indiana jones thing i've ever done it's, i appreciate probably really culturally insensitive but it's so much fun like this sounds really. This sounds a little bit like homoerotic, but we made out. No, <laughs> no like, uh, we were like, okay, someone's we, going down. We need to find an abandoned temple, like an abandoned temple. Um, get a few beers, climb it, and just like watch the sunset because the sunsets in Myanmar are like stunning, everywhere. Hazy. It's called. It's called like the land of a thousand sunsets or whatever. So we found this this old crumbling temple, 
parked our bikes, just climbed it, cracked a few beers and just watched the sun go down. It was sick. So then, then we made out. Yeah. Yeah. French. We, we Frenched fucking hard that day. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's a whole city where motorbikes are banned and then this place where you can only have electric vehicles, are they quite big on... No. no. Okay. It's just... For, I think, no, I think it's not it the most environmental, environmentally friendly. I think so why it, do they... I think it's mainly for congestion. I don't know. I don't know. They want to get more I, people on the same as uh, electric bikes that don't cause congestion. I don't know. I think I, I think they did it there because there's still loads of like active monasteries. They don't want like loads of loud motorbikes going around. Right. So <laughs> well, then noise pollution. <laughs> some sort <Yeah>. of pollution. <laughs> so that, that temple complex, it used to have 14,000 temples. But wow. like every, apparently every like 50, 60 years, there's like a big earthquake. And over the years, it's just dropped them, dropped them down to so two thousand. Had this one session of building, just like build so many, and then <laughs> eventually they'll but, just have one well, left. Bagan was part of an empire. It was like the, the capital of the Bagan Empire, and it was just this like the Bagan Empire. What's I think that? so. The empire out of the city of Bagan <laughs> back in the day, like yeah. hundreds of years ago. So it, it began like in Bagan. Nice. So it was like this colossal capital city on on the river. It's cool. You should go. I recommend it. But get motorbikes and razz around like a hooligan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like I've, one of the things I was researching uh, were like some of the good spots to go. So did you go to Inlay Lake? I did go to Inlay Lake. Yeah. Took so, a boat ride around there. Oh, what? Ride? Boat ride. Oh, sick. Yeah, it says they've got like loads of floating villages and still houses. I've, and I've got a story. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> so we, we rode across. So actually Inlay was the day after began. So we wa- rode across the... We almost did like, if you can imagine, like a little triangle. So from Golden the triangle, yeah, we'll get to the golden triangle. I'll <laughs> um, get there later. Uh, so from Bagan, we crossed to Inlay, and it was like a whole day's riding. You get out of the river valley, start and start doing some mountain riding, and it's fucking sick. Got to Inlay super late. Next day, we were like, okay, we'll take a little boat tour. So they put us out in like a, a long tail, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And similar to similar to um, oh god, what's the lake in Cambodia? Ton the Sap. Mm. They have floating villages, not not like um, refugee ones. They have like temp like put like temples and pagodas on these on these um, floating little like semi islands. It took us to like a workshop. Oh, they had we had like handmade cigarettes there. It was bizarre. Um, it took us to this like workshop where they were making like jewelry, and it was all really boring because like, you because no because you're like because you're being like shown around these little like handmade trinkets, and I haven't got any money. I don't want to buy it. But then as we were getting back to the boat, I saw the single greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've seen a lot of things. I want to preface this. We walk in and I'm walking on like the top ledge and like you take some stairs down to the jetty below. Something caught my eye. I looked. And there was a man shampooing a cat in a bucket. <laughs> and he was washing it hard. <laughs> And I just stopped. Like I was transfixed. You know, like have you ever seen a man wa- shampoo a cat? No. And it's just some little guy. I didn't know that happened. Neither did I. <laughs> and it's just some little guy squatting there with a bucket and a cat. <laughs> Good old shampoo. Oh, brilliant! And he wasn't dunking it in the lake to wash the shampoo off, which is what I'd have probably done. Yeah. I think he was pouring a smaller bucket of water. He like was a thinking about pail, the environment. A little pail over him. Um, the cat did not look happy. No, but looked, have you seen a wet cat? Yeah, he looked, <laughs> he looked very clean afterwards, though. Um, oh yeah. So you stayed for the whole process. I was there. I was watching it for a good four minutes, and then it looked like his mate was about to bring another cat. So <laughs> it must just be in that time of the week. Maybe he's just the cat washer. As his job. Yeah. And maybe it's a bit like in Japanese restaurants. You spend oh. you spend like five the first five years of being a sushi chef just learning how to wash rice. Maybe in a few years, he'll work his way up to, I don't know, some sort of metal work. <laughs> I, thought, yeah. I thought you were like going to say like cooking the cat. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We're talking about cooking cats. Yes. Or, oh, or cooking delicious food. food. Perhaps. <laughs> oh, God. There's a, a phrase in Burmese, chin ngan sat, something like that, which means sour salty and spicy which kind of like describes their food um also got like a popular rhyme of all the fruit the mango's the best of all the meat the pork's the best and of all the leaves lapet 
is the best. I don't know how to pronounce that. They've also got Burmese tofu, which is made from chickpeas and split peas uh, instead of nice. um, soy. Uh, the national dish is called mohinga, and it's usually eaten for breakfast. It's hearty. It's a hearty herb-based lemongrass and rice noodle soup, often with the crunchy pith of the banana tree. That sounds sick. Yeah, it sounds I, a lot. Like... I feel really bad. I didn't eat much Burmese food when I was there. Uh, if I didn't eat any, I went to a night market once and had some bits, some noodles. What else stuff. did you eat? I mostly just drank Mandalay whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mandalay whiskey, like it's the a rum. it's it. That's no, a whiskey. <laughs> no, but they in Southeast Asia. They no, it's a pro- it's proper whiskey because it's old colonial stuff. So it's like real uh. whiskey of very questionable quality that you just buy everywhere. So I was having whiskey and cokes everywhere I went. Swag and just plain boiled rice. Can't go wrong with that. That's probably quite safe. They've also got. A, a salad called nangi toke, which is a warm, again, I have no clue how to actually pronounce this, which is a warm fat noodle salad. I suppose the fat, fat is. Fat noodle? Yeah, I suppose that pH? describes the noodle, not the salad. <laughs> pH, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, with chicken or beef. Fat noodles. Uh, curry, chili, uh, chili oil, toasted chickpea powder, coriander, and sliced shallots. Again, sounds delicious. And then the lapet toke, uh, which is, I think, a salad again. Uh, sour, slightly bitter, pickled tea leaves are mixed by hand, shredded with yeah, white they cabbage, eat, they sliced eat, tomatoes, ginger, they other fried leaves. spices, yeah, dried like, shrimp. Up your street, mate. Yeah. Well, they do have shrimp, dried shrimp, crunchy peanuts, lima bees, and peas. I, I lima legit, beans, sorry. I legit beans. can't remember a single meal I ate in Myanmar, apart from that one roadside cafe that was terrifying. Probably just pizza. Well, elaborate. Well, 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 I've talked about it already. It just everything looked rancid. We only stopped because I was hungry. Mm. Did you end up having the shit? Uh, I didn't. I ended up having. We ended up splitting a quarter cut of whiskey and then nice. continuing the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not the smartest move, but it's a Buddhist day. It's pretty. Yeah, chill, they're pretty chill I guess. about these things. <laughs> Did Maybe. you lose a lot of weight on that trip? Or? I can't remember. Well, I did. <laughs> I consumed a lot of calories in terms of like. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coca-Cola, whiskey, and random energy drinks. Yeah. I, think energy I guess drinks. they'd have turbo energy drinks out Yeah, because it's similar to Thailand, isn't it? You know, mm. you've got like Power Shark, Turbo Horse. Turbo Horse is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite energy drink, Ed? I don't really drink energy drinks. They use another thing for energy oh they yeah all, uh, they still chew the beetle nut yeah i saw some people with red, red teeth also saw mm. some people with the um the natural sunscreen they make there which is like yeah it's mixed. called tananka paste yeah and it's tananka like, paste they just can cake themselves in it mm. so it's made from tree bark but it's not just to protect from the sun like it's a traditional like thing, it's a decorative it? thing as well yeah it looks cool though New, yeah just the people wearing it just like yellowy white right yeah it yeah. bakes on like yeah, it almost, almost looks like dark cream coloured. Mm. Have you ever tried beetle nut? Because we've spoken about that before, haven't we? I think we have, yeah. No, I've not. But other stimulants, they're very famous for making there. They make... Heroin. Heroin, yeah. Second large producer of heroin, heroin outside of uh, Afghanistan. And meth, yeah. yeah. What? Top number one in meth. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Did they export it? Was it just yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a city. I, I really wanted to go there, but... You're not allowed to go there. And they have like military. Methopolis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, have, they have checkpoints um, right on the edge of Shan State on the Chinese border. And it's like City of Sin. It's like. it's the Imagine s- how sinful it would be. It's the, it's the center of the illegal wildlife trade. Aww. Party on. Yeah. And it's like. It's like You'll have the coolest animals. Have a menagerie, have some meth. Exactly. It'd be wonderful. Well. You get the some good, bare the good, bile. The good, right, the good thing, the good thing about having a zoo near to meth, high footfall. They yeah. are they're getting through there. Constant. Every, you know, you do enough meth, and then you're like, right, I've done everything. Now let's, let's go back from the top. Go to the yeah, exactly. go to the zoo again. Um, but yeah, we weren't allowed to go there. You have to hand you you, you go there. You go to a military checkpoint, or it's like a paramilitary checkpoint. You hand in your passport. And then you, you go into the city. No, and then when you leave terrifying. the city, you, you can get your passport back. Not doing it's, that. It's like, no it's, it's dodge. Mega dodge. <laughs> Not um, happening. Because I suppose then they make the most of it and try to make you pay for it to get... No, I don't think so. 
I think it's mainly to stop trying people trying to stop people escaping into China. Mm. Oh, is it for everyone? It's not yeah, just for everyone, like everyone. foreigners. No, it's for, foreigners aren't even allowed there. Oh, I see. Officially, I see. wink, wink. I didn't go there. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> Have you guys seen their version of like? They've got some interesting sports. Oh, uh, yeah, the keep you up one. No, There's no, the not keep that you up which is basically hacky sacks. Yeah. But it's like, it's not competitive, is it? No, it's like how far, how often, well, how long can you keep it up? Yeah. It's a keepy uppy <laughs> game. But the one I time wanted to talk about time, was, yeah. was Lethway. Yeah, yeah I've heard about Lethway. So Lethway is like uh, Muay Thai, but you're allowed to headbutt in it as well. Right. It's what's like the most violent it's the, what's it called? kickboxing in you'll Th- Thailand, it, because Thai boxing is um, the art. Is it the art of seven limbs? Yeah, this is the uh, left way is the art of eight limbs. Yeah, yeah. Using your fucking nonce, <laughs> not nonce. What's that called? Forehead. Your bonds. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Maybe they. Maybe there could be like a nonce. No, it's there. it's eight and nine limbs. What's the ninth one? The head. What's the eighth one? One, two, three, four. Oh yeah, elbow six, limbs. Six, Surely seven, eight. Ah, nine. Oh, nine. All right, fine. right. So for those who are listening, it's also the elbows and the knees. knees. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and it's Su- super violent. <laughs> the <It's>, nons. <laughs> I didn't. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Blasted um, seat. I didn't. I. I didn't know about Lethway until I got back. And I, had I known, I probably. I don't think I would have gone to a fight. I'd be I terrified. would love to go. I went to a Muay Thai fight and it was insane. Just like a really dense crowd of just guys waving money around, screaming every time someone gets hit. Were you getting like um, deer hunter vibes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was terrifying. I think I told this story. We, we were, and it's going to segue beautifully into my cryptid. Spoiler. <laughs> we, we were staying in, in some little village just as we were going north on the bikes and um we were sat in a little bar having you know i think we might have had a quarter cut each at that point like you know as you go along in a, in a holiday and you start boozing more like you just just hold on because that was you're having a little quarter cut each and quarter cut quarter cut of whiskey what's oh you know like so you got seven and seven hundred mil bottle 350 is a half yeah one seven five's quarter cut um okay. so a little quarter cut of whiskey and each. yeah washed down with some delicious coca-cola and Marlboro Reds, no doubt. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, like, we hear some drums and, like, some cymbals in the background. And it looked like those, you know, in, like, Hong Kong, when they have, like, dragon festivals, mm. people wear, like, a dragon mask, and there's, like, a chain of people, and they're, like, their face chatters. And the eyes, eyelids go. But there's it? always some drumming. Yeah. And um, it, came to the, it came to the little sort of shack we were drinking out of, and it started like dancing around all the customers, like in the in the front of the shop, um, and everyone started getting money out, putting it on the floor, and the little dragon face would like wander, wander down really badly and then gobble up the money. <laughs> so so we did we gave it a few um, chats, which is the the currency there, and then it left. Uh, I got I'll send the video to you, Ed, so you can put it in the background. It's, it was bizarre because you're just there having casually having your whiskey dinner, and all of a sudden. <laughs> Uh, and it, it's one of those moments when I've never, I don't think I've ever had one like that where you're traveling somewhere and you think like, fuck, this is genuinely an authentic thing. Like, cause we were just, we were the only white boys in that mm. town. And it's not like some guy was like, get a dragon. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just, we need to put on a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gave him like two pounds worth of chat. Um, but yeah, it was bizarre and really authentic. Mm. But that's what made me think, is that a mythical creature? Is that the, the dry, dragon yeah. or tiger? They do yeah. both, don't they? But I was having a bit of trouble finding ones that weren't really like related to religion. Mm. So I gave up. I just went for something even better. Okay. Which is the Burin. The Burin. Yeah. A giant snake of Southeast Asia reported near Putao in Myanmar. It's an aquatic state snake, which has been known to be quite aggressive has also been known to attack swimmers and small boats. The giant snake has lengths of 50 feet. It's a snake. Yeah. It's got legs. She. Pardon? It's, it's a got... snake, it's got legs. What are, a what length. Is it? Length. A length. Sorry. Length. Now. Crocodile. Whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it's possibly a species of python, 
Um, oh yeah, Burmese python. Some Southeast Asian pythons have been recorded at thirty foot, but apparently they're notoriously accurate. Snakes are notoriously hard to accurately measure because they're so wriggly. So yeah, there's another story about during the Second World War in Burma. Maybe you heard about this. It was on it was on a Rogan podcast. The British and the Japanese were fighting in Burma. Oh yeah, and there was a thing, and they have salties there. Saltwater crocodiles. Salty. Oh, shit. And, uh, yeah. Apparently there's like a... Oh, yes. I've you heard about this? The river yeah. crossing. Yeah. And like a battalion of Japanese soldiers just got chomped by salties. And apparently like the screams went on for days. They just like... And, and, and cause alligators, they're one they of the... They cash their food. And they also go into feeding frenzies. Mm. So it was just like a, a, a giant crocodile orgy, <laughs> orgy of destruction. Genuinely one of the worst ways to go, I think. Yeah, we talk, we've talked about this, yeah. haven't we? I, I agree. Fuck that noise. Um, so that's my cryptid for now. What do you want to go on to now? I was going to say they have the old uh, long neck yeah. ladies. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not elongating the neck, is it? No, it just kind of makes it look like it's longer, yeah, right? It pushes, it bends the collarbone. How does it, how do they do that? Uh, so it says here. Some ethnic minority groups in Myanmar wear brass coils around the neck, creating the appearance of longer necks, which is kind of seen prestigious in their communities. That's all I've got written down. But I think you're right with it bending the collarbone. Yeah, it pushes the whole... It bends this collarbone and the shoulders down. But Rather that's, than that's, bringing the neck yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the Burmese, because they're like... I don't know, it's like 130 different ethnic groups in Myanmar. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. mental, like yeah. mental diverse. So there's, obviously, I think it's like 70% Burmese. Burmese, yeah. And then there's like another larger ethnic group. Shan's like, the second biggest. Yeah, it's like 20%. And then the rest is just divvied up. I think like the, the Rakhine, uh, so the ones who are from Rohingya, they're, mm. they're one of the larger ethnic groups. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple of uh, inventions here. Oh, yeah. There's that Tanaka paste, which is that sunscreen we were talking about a minute ago. There's a Burmese harp, which is uh, it's like a stringed instrument that's been used there for centuries. Then uh, there's a traditional umbrella uh, known as the Paitin tea, and it's made from locally sourced wood. But apparently a lot of the ladies carry it, and they have it on the bikes as well. Didn't see any. But oh, I, sweet. I'll, okay. I'll take your word for it. Um, and there was uh, a thing called the water clock which was a timekeeping device that used water to measure time and was used by the Burmese court during the 16th century. Wow. Yeah. I wonder how that worked. I'm guessing it would have been like Builds resisted up and turned into like one drop every four seconds or something like that. And then it would build uh, up. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then it would empty when it gets really full and that would yeah. be like, count your hours. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Check, check it in and out just the. What's this? <laughs> Checking it. Checking in to work. Using oh, the... yeah. Right. Yeah. So they were the inventions. Can I talk about Rohingya? Yes, please. Right. Ed, what do you know about the Rohingyas? Nothing. What do you know about the ethnic conflict in Myanmar? Pretty much nothing. Oh, it was all over the news a few years ago. There was loads of... What's uh, a few years ago? Oh, 2017. Oh, okay. Oh, no. This is, this is taken from the British... From the International Red Cross's website. In 1982... Myanmar passed a, a citizenship law that denied Rohingya people nationality and left them stateless. So Rohingya are a oh, of course, yeah. Muslim no, minority in Myanmar. Because Myanmar is 80-odd percent Buddhist. Mm. Over the years, the Rohingya people experienced continuous violence and persecution and were denied rights granted, rights granted to Burmese citizens or citizens of Myanmar. On August 25th, 2017, following a series of attacks, on Myanmar police and border card posts by a loosely organized Rohingya armed group, the Myanmar security forces began a systematic campaign of violence in the northern Rakhine state. Almost 300,000 Rohingya fled to Bangladesh. In a short amount of time, uh, over 700,000 people uh, were killed, half of them children. So there's a place called Cox's Bazaar, which is a Bangladeshi district near to the, the border, and it's estimated that a million Rohingya fled to Cox's Bazaar in Bangladesh. I think it's the largest refugee camp in the world. Whoa. Whoa. 10 million people. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, half, half, of, half of those are children. It's really interesting, like, as to why. Because, like, it's just sort of, people assume that 
Buddhist nations, Buddhists are really peaceful and peace loving. Um, and it's, it's just really, I find it really odd, like conflicting that you can be a devout Buddhist and like a pacifist, but also oversee this really brutal campaign against other people. Well, uh, but all religions have their sort of yeah, oh, don't kill the dark side. And yeah, then it's of course you can, and you can justify anything because you can say like, well, you know, people who aren't Buddhist aren't human, and that's mm. an instant justification of oh, they're not human. Then you know, like yeah. So that's that's the sad Rohingya stuff. Mm. Well, speaking of um, refugee like condition, refugee camp like <laughs> conditions. No, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time we do this in the past month. To be fair. Where was it? Rwanda? Where we oh, <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, They're getting darker and darker. Hotel Rwanda. So yeah, speaking of decrepit conditions, uh, it's my favourite part of the show. Everyone's favourite part, Everyone's of, the favorite part of the show. The Alpha Guest House International. We need an Alpha Guest House International beat, I think. Oh, I'd love for them to yeah. supply it. I wonder what the doorbell what sounds it? like there. <laughs> Let's I mean, go and push it, and then. I mean, no, it's just, it's just the, the voice of the woman on the phone, like what? Oh yeah, because she's not very nice, is she? No. Yeah, but I'm sure you could like, you know, the song "Pump It Up," the hip hop song. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you could, you could just take that what and auto tune it to that. <laughs> what 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 what? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I've changed my driving route because I, when I drive to the podcast, I pick Kevin up. Um, I used to, this is such a sad thing, I used to come on the, on the M32, now I come in past the Alpha Guest House, so every time I come to this recording, I get to go past it and see it. Yeah, an update, and what, what are we at? I noticed today, I'm not sure what they're doing at the moment, um, that they've got like an awning outside the front, like a little sort of... The little orange one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not straight. It's like really not straight. No. It's a wicked crook. Um, I'm not sure if that's on the list of things to do. Mm. You'd hope so. Anyway, this is the after Tell guest. Tell us. This is the So Two Brother Guest House. Brother? Yeah. Maybe it's So Two Brother Guest House. Um, bad, bad, bad. <laughs> During check-in time and also welcome time, everything seems to be okay. We put our luggage in the room and go out. At night, we try to get to sleep. All over the bed, some insects. Can't really sleep. Also, breakfast was not even okay. We are not happy had to stay and would not recommend this stay. I didn't like their timeline. Neither did I. It went, they were lying in bed with insects and then all of a sudden they were eating breakfast. And it wasn't even okay. No. Nah. Unprofessional. Stayed two nights. Second night was full, so I had to switch room for a room without AC. I got a lot of ants in my bed, both rooms. Mm. Electricity shut down all night, so AC not working. It doesn't matter if you didn't have AC. Problem solved. Yeah. These guys are idiots. <laughs> the staff wasn't professional at all. They prefer to joke together and answer my questions, ask me to wait for nothing. I asked them where I can buy a bus ticket to go to Mayawadi. They sold me a ticket, which I figure out was a taxi shared with local people who was more expensive than the bus. Looks like you got a minibus then. Fucking moron. Yeah, I don't, I don't like these guys. Yeah. Um, Why are they so okay with the bugs and ants in their bed? They always just mention it, but move on yeah, to something else. Yeah, just skim on. over it. Yeah, I got in the second night rooms on top, where people start to take breakfast and make noise around 7am so you can't sleep. Why are you asleep at 7am? Get up. It's the how, morning. How can you be angry at people for having breakfast at 7am? That's a very normal breakfast and time. And the, the breakfast is just okay as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's a struggle. Why bother? All the places I stayed in Myanmar were decent. Did you give them a shit review? I, don't, I, I was thinking about this earlier. Have you, have you I, given shit reviews? No, I've never, given, I've never, never reviewed a single place I'll, I've stayed in. Yeah, no, nah, never. Even the time where in Uzbekistan, where Dao I've mentioned before, I've never left a bad review. Why would I? Like, I'm gone. Mm. I mean, maybe to help future people. Too, but <laughs> I've definitely no, I left bad reviews for somewhere. I can imagine you would. Just can't be yeah. bothered there. What, what was it? I can't even remember. It's not often. But what would it be? What would make you need to like make you want to write a Someone review? Someone shout at me. There were ants yeah, in my bed. If, if the it, breakfast if staff, was just okay, if I'd be living. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe we're just, TripAdvisor just isn't the place where we should we belong. It makes me distrust everything. Mm. I, the, and yeah. distrust everyone. But people who give average reviews. That's that's that confuses me. Yeah. You either say it was so good it was worth writing a review about, or it was so terrible and it's hilarious. But who just writes like, oh, it's all right. Like, what, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. We got It'll do. 
Yeah. Maybe it's all those, like, in a lot of places, have got, like, offers. If you leave a review, you get, like, 10% off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then you would write a good one, surely. Like, in front of You don't the have review. to. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. I don't care. Ten, Ten off, please. I don't. I don't understand people sometimes. That's all I have to say on the matter. Is got that all we have to say for the matter of Myanmar? I've Mama? got a couple I've got of one last thing. Quick facts. If you okay. want, if you want to get a waiter's attention, you uh, you kiss at them. No, uh, like a cat. <laughs> um, no, you do not. Yeah, you do. Really? Tom yeah. does, but he's very rude. I read it. I've, I've seen it. Tom just do that to people on the street. I've seen you do it to people on the street. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it <laughs> verbatim from this website. One of the most important cultural facts on Myanmar is that tourists find surprising. Imagine that you are sitting in a restaurant and want to attract the attention of a waiter. What do you do? Most people wave their hands and try and catch the waiter's eye to call them over to the table. Not in Myanmar. The way you do it here is by making a kissing sound two or three times in the, in the direction of the person you're calling. I love that. I absolutely love it. Is it more of a or a? Is it like about the sound or more about like the mouth? Got, I think I, it's probably the sound. So it has to be quite loud. Though. Depends if you've got a. Yeah, it depends if, you, if you've got a lisp. Maybe it's different. <laughs> if you haven't got lips, yeah, that's just a nice little fact. They still use that the. Is nice. They still use the imperial system. An imperial system. So they, they use an imperial system, drive on the right, but with the steering wheels on the right as well. Just mm. make up your mind. Like, just yeah. choose one, stick with it. It's tough. It's tough. Well, you live in the UK. We're not doing great on getting rid of our old backwards measurements. No, not at all, actually. You're going back to it. Brexit means Brexit. Yeah, England. Yeah. Got one last lake. Inle Lake is inhabited by several ethnic min- minorities. Among them, the Inte or Inte, I don't know how to pronounce it again. Yeah. Um, who still live in stilt houses around the lakeshore. That's the right. guys I saw watching the cat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Did you also see them like on their little boats? Because yeah, they, yeah, they I did. I did. have a, a rowing technique that can seem a bit different to like the Venice aficionados. The paddle is maneuvered by the foot while the fisherman stands on one leg on the tailboard. So they don't use their hands to like... Look at at my highly edited picture of that exact thing. Looks legit, man. I took it from my own two phones. Um, (laughs) Yeah, when I was going on that lake tour at at sunset, it's, it's such... It's such fucking bullshit, man. Like they don't still, obviously they don't still fish like that. But it's just a little. As the sun starts coming down, they all fucking come out on their little. Well, they, clearly they do. They don't do it for the two tourists do, that are they there just do drinking the whiskey. They, I'm guaranteed they just do it for tourists. They're all How many tourists they do that with the cats as well. <laughs> well, I hope not. I really, I ge- genuinely hope not. But yeah, they're they're doing it, and then they'd like, they'd, they would, they would, they they did it, and then they'd move to a point which looked better with the sunset and then you get more pictures and then they just fuck off i get it they do it and the, probably the boat tour companies give them a bit of money to do it maybe they fish like that i doubt it mm. it's impressive you know do you oh that's shattering my dreams do you think like but uh, yeah there's definitely shampoo, that shampoo place a cat. real <laughs> yeah yeah it seems authentic cats can't act <laughs> that's why they never the lead in any Hollywood films <laughs> except cats and dogs but they were the villains in that yeah the baddies they're always the baddies and Blofeld's cat heavily sedated little known fact <laughs> I'm all out yeah I mean I, mean, I, could, I am deranged I could, I could natter on about Myanmar how like some people who rented the bike off the American a day after us stepped on a landmine <laughs> long story it wasn't um, yeah he didn't then uh, he's alright well, he's, he's alive there's loads of landmines in Chan State. Mm. Apparently the trains are mental over there. Didn't get a train. No. But I imagine they're, I imagine they're slow and beautiful. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call me. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd recommend going once it like simmers down a bit and gets a little bit more democracy. How did you, did you fly into the, from where? From Bangkok. Okay. How's the airport? Uh, all right. In Yangon, mm. in Mandalay. Should give a review then. In Mandalay, I can't remember. I imagine it was it was alright. 
I was just looking. They had whiskey, so. <laughs> yeah, I was just excited to get back to Cozan Road. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's good. And it's beautiful. Like, the pagodas are stunning. Like, in Yangon, there's some really beautiful, big, gold-plated pagodas. they got Buddhist temples made out of jade. 90% of the world's rubies are from Myanmar. I like how you didn't say that when we were literally talking about gems. I know. Stones and rubies. <laughs> and I didn't mean I didn't see any. So are they really there? But I didn't see any tigers. Apparently they got the most in the world. So that's it really. It was fun. Nice. I got sold. I got fantastic a fantastic burn on my leg from the motorbike because I'm a moron. Oh, the tattoo. Yeah, the tie tattoo. Yeah. All right. Where, Where are we going we to in two weeks? Oh yes. Where do you want to go? I don't even know anymore. I don't even know. everywhere. Stan's Central Central Asia still. I was thinking we Central still Asia. Done that. That'd be fun. Sierra Leone. Oh, I'll okay. do Sierra Leone. Nice. Okay. Nice. Maybe we should get Chris Beard on for that one. Is that where he's just come back from? Has he come back from Cote d'Ivoire? No, he didn't no, come back from uh, like Cote d'Ivoire, wasn't it? But Becca has been there. Yes. Yeah. Yes, she has. Maybe we'll get Becca on. She worked there, didn't she? Mm. Yeah. Doing That's like where UN, the dog UN got shirt. eaten now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a sad... <laughs> Sad, sad story. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to know. Pogo, that. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Pogo, so Pogo. Cute. Yeah. Pogo no more. And on this note, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to the episode with Becca and Chris Beard. A dog died. But far from that, it's a great episode. Yeah. Oh, poor Pogo. Anyway, see you next <laughs> see you week. See you in Malawi. In Malawi. Yeah. Peace. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.